0: And you're listening to CKDU 88.1 FM
1: in Halifax.
0: your route. You have selected stability. Take the first exit out of the cycle you've been trapped in at the intersection of food and shelter. Take both. You don't have to choose. Recalculating route. Now approaching the first stop on your new path. You have arrived at AdSum for women and children. Help us support women as they transition from crisis to stability. Visit
1: we interrupt your special announcement to bring you this regularly scheduled programming.
0: And that's how I spent my summer vacation. I mean, it is pretty much summer in Australia. <laughs> Hey, it's Coolio if you don't know, and it is time for another episode of Square Wave Symphony here on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax. Uh, it is pretty dark out there, but it is about as dark as it's going to get for this time of day because... Tomorrow is the Winter Solstice, We're gonna start getting some light back. It's gonna take a little while, but, uh... We're gonna get there and if I sound any different today, it's because this is the time of year where My throat is attempting to escape from my body so I'm kind of uh, borrowing someone else's voice at the moment, but uh, You know you do what you do with the things that you have and that's all you can do anyway we have a show here and we are of course going to start with what is new over at lowbiasgaming.net and it is pretty much the jason story featuring jason um let's see one two three four five six yes six episodes of legend of the ghost lion uh all by jason um i've uh, been kind of quiet um Since uh, Kirby's All-Star Legend has actually ended, for the time being, I still have a couple of games to play, but they are Switch games and I have no way of recording them right now, so what are you going to do? As far as the 365 days of the Super Nintendo, we have uh, Joe and... hang on. Joe and Mac 2, Lost in the Tropics, Uh, Hagane... And uh, Kirby Superstar. For the last few of those, we have a new soundtrack for Super Puyo Puyo Tsu, and uh, the MST3K episode Laser Blast, episode 706. Hmm. Um, aside from that, uh, there is an update on the site. It's been a bit of a while since we have a, a big enough update to really talk about, and there's really not much right now. But everything that has a soundtrack now has a link to said soundtrack on the game landing page. And we have some you know, general links and uh, fixes and things. And there's hopefully going to be some more stuff soon. But for now, um, we're just kind of doing what we do. It is the holiday season, so you know, there's a lot going on. But we're going to get to it uh, at some point. Uh, for now, let's get to some music. You're listening to Square Wave 70 on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax. You're listening to Square Wave Symphony on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax. That song was by Naoki Kodaka and it is the song for stage one and four, part one of today's game from the archives. As you blast your way through the next millennium, you'll be fighting for your life. Aerial bombs, machine guns, and flying warriors will be on the attack, but that's just for starters you'll be piloting the next generation of pursuit craft, including a supercharged racer, aqua blaster, watercraft, and turbocopter. Assuming that you can manu- maneuver through twists and turns at maximum turbo force, you'll need to blast a menacing boss at the end of each stage. To survive, you have better reflexes, gun- uh, guts, and a sixth sense to avoid disaster. With the speed and g-force inflicting action of a super chase into worlds world you've never imagined, Super Spy Hunter is light years beyond the original. And with multidimensional graphics and sound effects that bombard your senses, it'll take everything you've got. Super Spy Hunter. It's a manhunt at the speed of light. <laughs> Bet you never guess what game this is. It couldn't possibly be Super Spy Hunter, could it? And that's too obvious. Super Spy Hunter is a game, it's an action game for the Nintendo, developed by Tokai Engineering, published by Sunsoft, and released in 1992. It is a pretty neat game, it's just pure arcade action on the road. Um, and um, yeah, it's just, it's just one of those games that's, that just exists so that you can, you know, rush and have fun, and that's sometimes all that you really need. And uh, Ragnats has provided that for us for the Low Bias Monthly for April 2016, which was, well, games by Sunsoft. It wasn't specifically by Sunsoft, it was published by them, but we're still counting them, we're not super fussy on that. It's only one episode, so it's not a long watch, but it could be pretty entertaining. I would suggest checking it out on (laughs) lowbiasgaming.net. That was by Sad Bunny, and it was called "Christmas Chip Tune Medley." And you're listening to Square Wave Symphony here on CKDU eighty-eight point one FM Halifax. And we're back on uh, Square Wave Symphony here on CKDU eighty-eight point one FM Halifax. You're a home for video games, chiptunes, and all things weird and geeky. Somehow I can keep it together, I'm sure. Um, But yeah, weird things. How about the news of the weird? Uh, That seems like a weird thing. Um, So yeah, let's do that. Um, As usual, I do not read these stories ahead of time. Some of these may not jive well with all audiences, but they have been scanned for objectionable content. This segment is about 13 to 15 minutes long, so take that as you will. Our lead story for today, unclear on the concept. WJAR reported that an unnamed substitute teacher was fired on December 16th for smoking marijuana in a classroom at North Attleboro High School in North Attleboro, Massachusetts. That stands to reason. Uh, Peter Haviland, uh, principal at the school, said students reported the incident and the teacher was removed from the school premises. Havland also said that the teacher not only used the drug but led a discussion in class about marijuana. Campuses in the dri- in the district district are drug free. Well, they were. Um, I mean, I can I can definitely see the problem with smoking marijuana in a classroom that's a problem if they had just wanted to have a discussion about marijuana that seems fine to me um i mean this is obviously not canada here in canada it's illegal but it is it is a good thing to talk about because it is legal in parts of the united states so if something is legal, you should probably have a talk about it. So you know how, you know, you know how to handle it responsibly. How not to handle it responsibly is to smoke it in class. Don't do that. Here's an update to your previous story. Last year during the holiday season, former NASA engineer Mark Rober of Santa Clarita, California, created a glitter bomb exploding package in response to having a package stolen from his front porch. This year, Robor has a new and improved version when it is touched. The BBC reported on December 17th, the box explodes in glitter and emits an unpleasant odor, along with a soundtrack of police chatter. As a coup de grace, it also takes a video of the thief and uploads it to the cloud. One of the sponsors for Robor's project is, quote, home alone actor Macaulay Culkin. Robor calls it a labor of love. I have literally spent the last 10 months designing, building, and testing a new and improved design for 2019, he said. Macaulay Culkin. Wow. Okay. I mean, I, I guess that's kind of appropriate, considering that we are engaging in, you know, mischief due to house protection. But still, it's... It's weird that uh, that his name would still come up with with something like that. That's kind of cool. But uh, this kind of thing is unfortunately getting more and more necessary. In fact, in uh, one of the communities, I am in, someone was just talking about the fact that they were they were constantly getting their packages stolen, which don't do that. That's just a jerk thing to do, especially when those package mm, excuse me. Especially when those packages have something to do to do with i don't know the the holiday season that we're currently in maybe their christmas presents or maybe they're something else presents similar to christmas even if it's not don't steal other people's stuff that's that's rude and also illegal family values it may not be the oldest fruitcake still mostly an eden but it could be the most beloved. The Detroit News reported that the Ford family of Tecumseh, Michigan, have been cherishing Fidelia Ford's fruitcake since 1878, over five generations. Julie Redinger, great-great-great-granddaughter of uh, two greats, not three, to Fidelia, inherited the confection from her father, Morgan Ford, who kept it in an antique glass compote dish in his china cabinet until his death in 2013. It doesn't much look or smell like a fruitcake anymore. Smells like old people, Morgan once said. But Ruttinger is determined to keep Fidelia's legacy alive. Each year, Fidelia made a cake that was meant to age until the next Christmas season. But in 1878, she died before her cake could be enjoyed. When Morgan was buried, the family tucked a piece of the cake into the jacket pocket. We took care of it to the day he left the earth, Ruttinger said. We knew it meant a lot to him. You make a cake that you age for an entire year? How much liquor did you put in this cake? I just, I don't know. That um, seems like a weird thing, but I mean, if it works and it's still edible at the end, that that's the important thing, I guess. But to me, it just seems like y'all are a bunch of fruitcakes. Here's some irony for you guys. Two workers... I mean, preserve the person's legacy. That's fine. But it still seems weird to me. Two workers with the Chicago Park District were spreading salt on an icy lakefront bike path on December 11th when their pickup truck hit a slick spot and slipped into Lake Michigan, the Associated Press reported. It was halfway into the water before he got stuck on a breakwall. wall. The workers were able to escape the truck and move to the shore uninjured. Park District spokesperson Michelle Lemons reminded Chicago residents that the path slopes toward the water and lake levels are high. It might not look like it's dangerous, but it could still be a sheet of glass, she said. <laughs> now, it kind of, kind of makes me think a little bit... Um, there is someone who is playing um, Untitled Goose Game, and um, anyone who has played it knows how hard it is to get the cabbage into the um, the picnic setting. Yeah, that cabbage was having opinions, but the it's all about those slight slopes that you can't really tell are slopes, but they definitely are there and they're leading into water and in this case it's lake michigan so you know do be careful out there if you're going to be anywhere near water especially if there's ice involved no good deed none none whatsoever Our next story no um anyway no good deed virginia Sa- saavedra 37 ran to a home in Sophia, North Carolina, on December 11th, telling the resident she had just escaped being kidnapped by a stranger. When the man let her sit in the truck to warm up while he called 911, Saavedra allegedly stole the truck, according to the Randolph County Sheriff's Office. Uh, uh, Officers responding to the 911 calls spotted the truck and engaged in a 26-mile high-speed chase before trapping the truck. The Associated Press reported Saavedra, then rammed a patrol car before trying to flee on foot. She was eventually charged with more than a dozen crimes, including felony assault with a deadly weapon on a government official. Running the marathon! The truck marathon, I guess. Um... But yeah, that's... Weird. Like, anyway... I guess I don't have anything particularly poignant to add to that one. So let's just move on to the next story. Bright idea. Around 730 a.m. on December 18th, an unnamed 17 year old girl jumped a a fence at Fresno Yosemite International Airport in Fresno, California, and climbed into the cockpit of a private airplane parked there. Little did they know that was her airplane. No. Um, she put the pilot's headset on and was able to start one of the engines of the small plane, but instead of flying away, she steered the plane into a chain link fence, causing substantial damage to the aircraft, the Fresno Bee reported. Airport officials said she appeared disoriented when officers reached the plane, but no, uh, no others were endangered in the incident. She was booked into juvenile hall on charges of theft of an aircraft. I mean, not that it went very far, but I can definitely understand where that chart is coming from. Um, Those things can get pretty dangerous if you don't know how to fly them. And clearly she did not. But I guess lessons learned for another time. Hey, maybe this will inspire her to get a proper pilot's license. Then again, who knows? Our next story, government in action. A sharp-eyed Twitter user spotted, <clears throat> excuse me, spotted an unexpected country on the U.S. Department of Agriculture's agricultural tariff a tracker list, Wakanda. The fictional country from the Black Panther film made the list of free trade agreement partners. Hmm. USDA spokesperson Mike Illenberg told NBC News on December 18th the agency had used Wakanda to test the tracking system and had forgotten to remove it from the list. The Wakanda information should have been removed after testing and has now been taken down. So, why are you using fictional countries to test tracking systems i mean it's not like these places actually exist we can't actually ship things to wakanda or receive things from wakanda because it doesn't exist uh, i don't know i i guess well testing is weird sometimes i know i've engaged in some very strange testing in the programming industry I have stories but maybe those are from for another time for now let's engage in this compelling explanation police in Tula Utah uh, conducting conducting a welfare check on 75 year old Jan Soren Mathers on November 22nd found the woman dead of natural causes in her apartment but as they searched further they came upon the body of her husband Paul Edward Mathers in a freezer chest. With his body and uh, was a notarized letter signed by Mathers and dated December tw- uh, 2nd, 2008, stating that his wife didn't kill him. We believe he had a, a terminal illness, Police Sergeant Jeremy Hansen told Fox 13. Uh, Paul was last seen alive on February 4th, 2009 at a doctor's appointment at the Veterans Affairs Hospital. Investigators are probing whether the couple made the plan so that Jane would continue to receive her husband's government benefits. A neighbor, Evan Klein, said the story was her husband walked out on her. It was probably the plan for her to keep the money because it was her only source of income. Officials believe she received at least $177,000 in benefits over 10 years. (coughs) See, this is where I get into the whole idea of money causing artificial problems. But that's political discourse, and I'm going to try to avoid getting into that as we just move on to the next story, whoops. A driver in Halifax, uh, not this Halifax, Halifax, West Yorkshire, England caused an enormous bang, according to witnesses on December 14th, when he lighted a cigarette in his closed car after spraying air freshener. Nearby buildings shook from the impact and the car's windshield was blown out along with windows of nearby businesses, the Manchester Evening News reported. The driver sustained only minor injuries. uh, West Yorkshire police said the situation could have been worse and implored people to open their windows when using aerosol cans and open flames. That to me seems like a given. If it says flammable on the can, that means don't use the lighter for a couple of minutes. You know, open a window, get some aeration. In fact, the aeration would probably have made it so that you don't really even need the air freshener. Because that stuff's pretty much artificial anyway. You know, that's just covering a scent with another scent. When in fact, you could just be removing the scent with fresh air, unless there's no fresh air, but I'm pretty sure there's fresh air in Halifax, UK. If If we can have fresh air in Halifax, Nova Scotia. You can have fresh air, too. Holiday shenanigans. There are two of these, and that'll round off our news for today. A group of Santas participating in SantaCon. Oh, jeez, I've heard of this. A bar-hopping tradition in New York City brought muscle along with Christmas cheer to a Long Island railroad train on December 14th. According to the New York Daily News, two men were fighting on the train around 6 p.m. when one of them, a 45-year-old, stabbed the other, 22, in the leg. Neither of the men was, uh, were dressed as Santa, but the Santas on the train subdued the suspect until the train reached Queens. Uh, t- the victim was taken to a hospital and the MTA arrested the stabber. You know, I believe there are talks to actually stop SantaCon from happening because this sort of stuff seems to always happen every year and it seems to be getting worse. And that's definitely not what what Santa Claus should be about. It doesn't help that SantaCon is basically a bunch of Santa Clauses getting drunk. That's not the, um... That's not the image that children should associate with Santa Claus. Don't think so. And some more holiday shenanigans. Security officers at Vilnius Vilnius Airport in Lithuania got in the holiday spirit with confiscated items seized during the screening process, reported United Press International on December 12th. Apparently having a lot of time on their hands, the officers built a Christmas tree using items such as scissors, knives, lighters, and other goods. Lithuanian airports called the tree an educational masterpiece and warned if you don't want your personal yet prohibited belongings to land on our next year's Christmas tree, better check out the baggage baggage requirements before you pack your next flight. I hope that uh, tree was, you know, behind some glass or something. Because if those are dangerous items, you don't want people to be able to reach for them. You know, that seems like a bad idea to just put that out in public. <clears throat> but in any case, that is going to do it for the news of the weird for today. Let us check out the weather at this point and it is currently sitting at 0 degrees with a wind chill of -6 in your Halifax and cloudy skies. Looking at a for, uh, 30% chance of flurries early, uh, early this evening, clearing before morning, wind northwest 20 kilometers gusting to 40, becoming light overnight, and a low of minus 3, with a wind chill of minus 8 overnight. Saturday, December 21st, mainly sunny and increasing cloudiness late in the morning, wind becoming northwest 20 kilometers near noon, and a high of 0, with wind chill of minus 8 in the morning, UV index of 1 or low. At night, par- partly cloudy becoming cloudy more, uh, becoming cloudy before morning. Went up to 15 kilometers. Low of minus seven, with a wind chill of minus four in the evening and minus 10 overnight. How can the wind chill be more than the actual temperature? Anyway, that's that's for the meteorologists to decide, I suppose. Sunday, December 22nd, chance of rain showers or flurries at about 60 percent and a high of plus three going down to a low of minus three with rain showers or flurries. So do be careful if you're out in the streets on Sunday. Monday, December 23rd, a mix of sun and cloud and a high of plus two going down to a low of plus one in cloudy periods at night. Tuesday, December 24th, a mix of sun and cloud and a high of plus three going down to a low of minus six in cloudy periods overnight. Wednesday, December 25th, a mix of sun and cloud and a high of plus three, going down to a low of minus six in cloud periods overnight. And uh, Thursday, De- December 26th, in something that sounds very familiar, a mix of sun and cloud and a high of minus three degrees. So is it going to be a white Christmas? Uh, hard to tell, considering the sort of weather we're going to be getting on Sunday and so far, no precipitation uh, between Sunday and Wednesday but I mean it's the Maritimes the weather's gonna change however it wants to change I'm just reading the weather as it is presented right now anyway you're listening to Square Wave Symphony on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax and it is time for some music And that one was White Chip Tune Christmas by J. uh, Neimanin. Neimanin. Fun name to say, Niemanen. Neimanin. And you're listening to Square Wave Symphony on CKDU, 88.1 FM, Halifax. with Heal to the Pumpkin King. This is Halloween Nightmare Before Christmas chiptune version. And you're listening to Square Wave Symphony on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax. And I found a thing. Yes, I found a thing, and I'll share that thing with you in a segment that I like to call. I found a thing. Um, and this is kind of a thing that that we've already done before, but we're just doing it differently this time. Um, as you'll recall, a few months ago, uh, I went <clears throat> I went through some old NES manuals. And uh, put them into an AI text generator called Talk to Transformer. Uh, since then, Talk to Transformer has a new engine, which is the second largest AI engine uh, currently in operation. It used to be the first for a little while, but temporarily they have to switch to the second. I don't really know the details about that, but. So we'll see how this, uh, this new thing, um, works out against Super Nintendo stories. Um, one thing that I've found though, is that a lot of these tend to be a lot shorter than, uh, the original Nintendo ones. So (laughs) I didn't have as much to choose from. And especially in one of them, like over half of it is what i typed into it which is kind of a shame but maybe they're trying to you know save on bandwidth i would understand that cuz i'm pretty sure talk to transformer is a very popular website at this point so <clears throat> comes up with such interesting stories sometimes too not all of them are appropriate but these all are. There's no worries. Some of them are a little bit of a departure from the from their original games. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to read the um, gonna read the story from the book, and I'm going to denote when the story stops and when the AI starts. And once I've read the whole thing, I will let you know which game it is, because it's not always obvious. Here we go. Storms lashed the rugged terrain of Donkey Kong Island, home of the famous video game Ape and his family and friends. Near Donkey Kong's treehouse... AI? A tornado made landfall, killing many Kongs. This event was described by the Kongs as being the, quote, Snapping sound of the unseen wrath of the Great Condor. The Kong's family members searched the uh, searched the island for their missing brothers and one day found their dead bodies in a clearing. Far behind Donkey Kong's people, the jackals used a frog creature known as the Rainmaker to hunt Donkey Kong. That got dark! <laughs> um... I think it goes without saying that's Donkey Kong Country. Um, here we go with another one, though, and see if we can figure this one out. In the latter half of the 20th century, mankind was gripped by fear of being invaded by extraterrestrials. Skip ahead a, a couple of lines. It is now the year 2560, and due to the human race's countless encounters with alien life forms throughout the universe, AI takes over, it has decided to use the great power of the atom bomb to counter the threat. However, the wars in Europe have not brought about any peace. This, make, this makes those life forms fearful of the coming of mankind and of, all, uh, of the advent of godlike beings like themselves. This generation is now about to unleash its own weapons on the potential threat. Any ideas? Because this is the mangled story of F-Zero. <laughs> the, a lot of these seem to be getting pretty dark. I don't know why, but... Oh, sorry. Sorry, microphone. But um, I assure you, it doesn't get, like, gory or anything. <clears throat> In the darkest quadrant of space, there churns the vortex of bad vibes. Bacterian, it has been called, is a malignant mass that has spawned all that is wicked in the universe. AI. True to the word of the Ancient Ones, when they spawned the worm-devouring alien word of all things vile, so too did the apes of bad vibes. When there was no sky to speak of, no seas to name, the galaxy was shaped. There is kind of a giveaway hint in this. And uh, anyone who is paying attention is going to be able to identify this as the mango plot for Gradius 3. Let's scroll down a little bit. Have you ever looked into the greasy eyes of a flesh-eating locust or smelled his hot, steamy breath? Well, my mystic friend, if you're not able to AI, think of a way to, of defeating the, lotus, uh, the locust, then you shouldn't be reading this piece of writing. Are you here for the locust or were you on this strange little backwater of the world? You have been living a double life, my friend. Just a humble fisherman until the twilight war and you now travel the highways and byways of the world. You're probably not going to get this one. I'll wait a second before telling you that this is the mangled story of the Legend of the Mystical Ninja. Yeah, it's, it's a little different. The situation in Japan was similar to America during her Civil War, but instead of being divided into only North and South, Japan was divided into the Japanese West and the Chinese East. The West was under Chinese rule while the East was under Japanese rule. In both cases, the Chinese gradually lost control of Japan. The borders were established when a hot war broke, broke out between the two rivals and there were uh, there were then acts of suppression of japanese exiles from china for the time being neither side has m- had much control over the or of- over the other the kaiser did nothing that would ex- that would upset china kaiser wilhelm i don't think he was alive during the time uh, during the time period when nobunaga's ambition What's happening? <clears throat> Here's another one. Oh no, Bowser and his bad boys are back to a life of crime. This time it's not Mario World, it's. AI? King DDD's castle. What's DDD got planned for them, you ask? Well, it looks like DDD will be welcoming the very popular Mario and his friends into his palace in the early hours of this morning. Each of the 24 hats and accessories will make an appearance in his castle so... And it just cuts off there. I don't know why they decided to mix um, this Mario game, this obvious Mario game, into Kirby lore. But I guess that's definitely another option than to use the Earth for Mario is Missing. I mean, maybe... Maybe in this case, uh, Bowser's base was, like, in King Dedede's castle? I don't know why. And maybe Mario's missing across various places on popstar does this include lolo's world which is on the other side of popstar as i decided in that in that other episode i don't know here is another one the sun didn't rise the moon didn't set fluffy clouds failed to make any sort of appearance and the night wasn't dark and stormy Nobody was silhouetted against a backdrop of stars and the burning fires of the dawn sky somehow never had a chance. There are no such things you see, not in the universe of AI, Plutonian. And yet it was very possible that that one day I'd be driving by a dead fallen castle and I'd see an eye pop out of a giant well and stare at me for the entirety of my journey there. That became macabre, um, especially considering the original game for this. Because, you see, this is, um, there actually is kind of a story element in UniRacers. And apparently day and night cycles don't exist in their universe, I guess that's how it works. (coughs) Excuse me. My, as mentioned, my throat is attempting to, you know, escape my body at this point. So we're doing the best we can. Maybe it's because this person's voice, who I'm borrowing right now, wants to go back to that person because they're tired of working for me. Well, don't worry, voice, you only have about nine minutes left. Okay? Okay. And even for about three of those minutes, you won't even have to say anything because we're going to be playing music. The kingdom of Persia is at the peak of its civilization and people's lives are filled with pleasure. One day, the sultan of the kingdom goes off on an expedition and... AI sees a tall stone church. The sultan tells the church to keep it... And many years later, at some unknown time, there is no longer a church, and people have moved into the empty church. Although, the stone of the church itself remains in excellent condition. The sultan's people then go on to build the city of Kerak, but after centru- several centuries of decay, all that remains of the city is the little bricks. I mean... If I hadn't said one word in that, one specific word, it probably wouldn't be as obvious as it is now. Because I am, of course, talking about the Prince of Persia, but maybe this was the expedition that the Sultan went on as he left the princess behind and the evil vizier Jafar, because the evil vizier always has to be named Jafar. We know that uh threw the prince into the dungeon and things happened anyway one more i think we have time for the shaolin tournament for martial arts for ages it was a competition of honoring glory noble warriors from around the globe were invited to take part each seeking to win the title of ai the shaolin master okay Uh, Sadly, the Shaolin tournament of the 21st century has changed it completely. The sport has become a money-making machine whose fighters can get away with anything. No longer does the only goal for the skilled fighters be to master martial arts so that they can defeat more seasoned opponents, but to benefit their sponsors, know-how, and real-life ventures. I mean, I feel that's kind of where this franchise has ended up in the first place. So it's not a huge departure, but, um, in any case, that was Mortal Kombat, but yes, um, so that was the plots of, uh, Super Nintendo games mangled by to Transformer. I'll be putting these up, uh, on a, uh, paste bin post. And uh, linking that post in my Twitter as well as in the show notes so that you can read them. I think there might be a couple more here that I haven't had time to read on air. But, um, yeah, it's it's a fun thing to do sometimes. So, yeah, give it a try. Talk to Transformer.com. You're listening to Square Wave Symphony on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax. chips and cellos with Linus and Lucy by the Vince Guaraldi trio in Mega Man style and actually the 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 cover art for that track is kinda neat it's Linus and Lucy cosplaying in fact I believe crossplaying kind of as Mega Man and Roll um, so yeah uh, that's going to be in the podcast chapters if you want to see it or you can also go to SoundCloud available there as well but for now that will do it for this show and i do thank you for listening uh, i thank whoever's voice this is for lending me their voice um i think it sounds pretty good but um i think the voice wants to to escape so um i'm probably going to be back to the old voice in the next episode which is going to be the Level Up episode because it is the last episode of the year. So, um, yeah, we're going to be looking at the best music from uh, the last year. If you have any opinions, please leave them on my Twitter at SquaresimSYM. But until then, it is time for the credits. So Square Wave Symphony is based on the format of the Electric Leftovers podcast by Jason Barton of Low Bias Gaming, lowbiasgaming.net. News of the Weird is written by the editors at Andrew's McNeil Syndication, News Segment music composed by myself, Madame Namiki, Nori Twilight of Defect, Pink Projects, and Commissar. Stay tuned for the astrology show coming up next on CKDU, followed by the Witching Hour at 7 p.m. and press star to continue at 8.30. Comments, questions, and what are your chip tunes featured on the show? Email me at SquareSim at lowbiasgaming.net or get in touch on Twitter at SquareSim S Y M. You can also call the CKDU feedback line at 902-494-8041. There's also a podcast version of this show. is available on lowbiascaming.net slash sym or just search for Square Wave Symphony, Square Wave is one word, on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or TuneIn Radio, or in most places that you can find podcasts, you can probably find my show. This has been SquareWave Symphony on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax. I'm Coolio, if you don't know. Happy holidays, and I'll see you guys next time.